are the Ohio State Buckeyes vulnerable heading into South Bend on Saturday night? This is the part of the video where you comment your prediction and analysis for this game down in the comment section below, and I'll try and respond to it. If the answer to the question that I posed is no, that Ohio State does not have any vulnerabilities, or that Marcus Freeman and his staff cannot discover and game plan for any vulnerabilities, then Ohio State wins this game because they have more talent, they have more athleticism, they're more explosive, and for all that we know, they have the better coaching staff. Ryan Day is a more experienced head coach, and he's went to the college football playoff three times. He has performed better against top 10 teams. A lot of that ties into talent, of course, but Ohio State has the edge of experience and talent both on and off the field. So on paper, Ohio State should win this game. That's why despite playing on the road, they're favored by three points. But if the answer to the question that I posed is yes, and seeing that this is only week four, and that every team this year has had moments where they're down and has had questions, Ohio State being one of them, then if Marcus Freeman and his staff his coordinators Gerard Parker and Al Golden, his on-and-off-the-field analysts and position coaches, and his roster, if they can discover what those vulnerabilities are and exploit them, then Notre Dame, by all means, can win this football game. In fact, they could dominate this football game. Notre Dame has a great running back in Audric Estime, and they have an offensive line right now that is among one of the nation's best. Their defense, while having vulnerabilities in the run game department, they have allowed over 100 rushing yards per game. Their passing defense is good. They have great linebackers in Jack Kaiser and J.D. Bertrand, who will be returning from injury. They even have a former Ohio State pass rusher starting on the team in Javante Jean-Baptiste. What a game this will be for him, as he'll be facing his former school that he played under just a year ago. Notre Dame, in my mind, has the potential to be built like a light 2021 or 2022 Michigan. And this is the potential of Notre Dame that any Ohio State coach, player, or fan would fear. That Notre Dame has the capability of controlling the game, establishing the tempo, and using their run game to utilize play action, and also an underrated collection of receivers, and a proven solid quarterback to pick apart Ohio State's defense, moving up and down the field, and forcing Ohio State's offense into a situation, much like Michigan did the previous two seasons, to pick apart Notre Dame's defense with small plays, that eat clock and limit Ohio State's own possessions and explosiveness. Therefore, Notre Dame plays the game that they want to play, while Ohio State is completely confused and thrown off of their identity. That's one outcome for Notre Dame. Another outcome for Notre Dame is that they're a paper tiger on both sides of the football. It's more likely they are on defense than on offense. The offense has been ridiculously efficient, Gerard Parker has impressed me as a coordinator. I thought that he was going to be one of the worst offensive coordinators of the year. 
that prediction probably isn't going to age too well. Sam Hartman right now is top 10 in quarterback efficiency. He's passed already for over 1,000 yards. Chris Tyree has made a great switch to wide receiver. He's performed well there as a senior. And Jaden Thomas and Tobias Merriweather are great sophomore wide receivers. And the offensive line is just opening up holes for Audric Estime, Jabrian Payne, and Jadarian Price to run through and eat defenses alive. Notre Dame's defense, on the other hand, as I've already mentioned, has struggled against the run. They have not faced a competent O-line whatsoever, and they're going to be facing an offense in Ohio State that is much better than any of the previous four offenses they have faced all year. A similar conundrum to the one that I pointed out when Michigan State faced Washington, despite hosting them in East Lansing in Week 3. The level of play that their defense would have to execute at was going to be wildly higher and was going to have to be upscaled at an almost exponential rate in order to shut down or limit Washington's offense. And I think the same will be for Notre Dame's defense in relationship to Ohio State's offense. Even with Kyle McCord at quarterback and some of the struggles that he has had, at this point, I think the Indiana game's a fluke. I think that he might be an elite quarterback by the end or middle of the season. If not, he'll certainly have elite numbers, thanks to Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Igbuka, Cade Stover, and a run game that is getting better each and every week. By the way, Youngstown State is an FCS opponent. However, they are top 10 in run defense in the FCS. Not that that matters much, but it goes to show that with a good run defense in the FCS and also Ohio State's vulnerability at tackle, that Ohio State does potentially have not only some vulnerability in the run game department, but potentially that as the season goes on, Ohio State will have a much better run defense, or not run defense, but run offense than everyone advertised. Because earlier in the year, while they were still getting their offensive line together, they faced a team in Indiana who was an average to above average or good defense. Their offense just sucks. And a team in Youngstown State who, on paper, looks like someone Ohio State should beat 77 to nothing, but with some of their vulnerabilities and new transfer players on the offensive line, and Youngstown State having a good run defense. Perhaps that game and the matchup in that game went more favorably towards Youngstown State than anyone could have predicted. So I just wanted to put that out there. And I'm throwing out all these numbers and all these different opinions because, A, this is a big game. B, I think that Notre Dame has the potential to match up really well with Ohio State. But at the same time, C, I think that Ohio State could still be very undersold and underrated due to their struggles in their first two games and the fact that throughout the entire preseason, people have been, in my opinion, dissing Ohio State's talent. The, the quarterback was the sole focus of the preseason. People ignored the amount, of re, the, the amount of production that was returned on this defense. And for Notre Dame, they brought in Sam Hartman, I underestimated their offensive coordinator and their wide receiver and running back rooms, but Ohio State's defense still is legit. They're number two 
in points allowed per game, and I think they're number three in total defense, which is yards allowed per game. So both of these teams in their own right are impressive. And Ohio State's worst possible scenario is Notre Dame being a Michigan light or a light edition of Michigan, which is a compliment because I think Michigan is one of the best teams in the country. I think they're top two. However, looking at Ohio State, the worst that could happen for Ohio State when it comes to their own team and not their opponent performing well is Ohio State's offensive line doesn't improve. The defense, once again, is bad in the run game department. And the secondary is overrated. Denzel Burke looks good, and right now he statistically is one of the better cornerbacks in the nation. The issue is Ohio State has not faced a pass offense outside of Western Kentucky that has mattered. Meanwhile, Notre Dame's offense, their passing offense, is averaging 16 yards per reception. And Notre Dame leads the nation, or is top five in the nation, in total plays that are 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 yards or longer. This offense has been explosive. The definition of explosive. Currently, the Fighting Irish have one of the most explosive offenses in the nation. Now, I think that's due to the fact that people have underestimated their wide receiver cores. Their offensive line is really good. Sam Hartman, as long as he's put in a good system, in a good place, if he is safe from pressure, he's a perfect quarterback. The question for Hartman has never been his it's it's never been his talent or his ceiling. It's rather been the supporting cast around him. When he doesn't have a good supporting cast, he's not a good quarterback. When he has a good supporting cast, he's a great near elite, and in this year statistically, an elite quarterback. And for the Buckeyes, I'm of course talking about this game from the perspective of Ohio State, because being the more talented team and being the favorite, and also the majority of my subscriber base being Ohio State fans, the focus is more on Ohio State. Notre Dame could lose this game, and Marcus Freeman could still be on the right path, and Notre Dame could still be an, a national championship contender in a few years. Marcus Freeman is still building the program. We'll have to wait and see a little longer to know who he is. If Ryan Day loses this game, if Ohio State loses this game, I'm pretty confident that that means Ohio State might be on a downward trajectory. Some would exaggerate and say a downward spiral. I'm not going to go that far. But if Ohio State loses to Notre Dame, there's a good chance that they could go you know, 10-2. and two. That actually would be likely if they lose this game. Or what I thought was impossible or near impossible in the preseason, they could end up going 9-3. and three. So this game in my world, and I've discussed this with many friends, is more important for Ohio State than it is for Notre Dame. And I mentioned the worst possible scenario for Ohio State in terms of their own team and Notre Dame. For Notre Dame, the best possible scenario for them in this matchup is being Michigan light, being like Michigan, which is Ohio State's, in my opinion, worst fear. For Ohio State, it's a little bit different. Their best case scenario, the, the best team that they could be that would put them in a position to win would be a team where 
Kyle McCord has made that switch, like Stroud did after he rested against Akron in 2021, where he's accurate, he's poised, he's not afraid to be hit. More preferably, he doesn't get hit at all, and the tackle room in the offensive line finally has that cohesion. That would be Ohio State's best case scenario. So, of course, because the two teams are built differently, and I think Ohio State has a more they have a more diverse and Swiss army knife set of paths. Ohio State could be a run-heavy team and be successful. They could be a pass-heavy team and be successful. Ohio State really could assemble multiple identities with the talent they have and exchange them depending on the opponent that they face. Notre Dame doesn't necessarily have the talent to do that. They are more limited in the game plans that they can draw up. But they do have the home field advantage. Notre Dame right now, the bets on this game are pretty 50-50. And I would credit that more so to Ohio State's large fan base than there being a split on this game from a national audience. I know that college football nerds is taking Notre Dame to win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Pate picks Notre Dame to win. He certainly leans toward this being a close game. I know some friends of mine are picking Notre Dame to win. I also know some friends of mine who think Ohio State is going to win big. So a lot of different opinions here, but Ohio State has the biggest fan base in the nation, and their fan base is very dedicated. They're not passerby. They're an extremely dedicated fan base, and you know that they are going to be picking their team to win. So maybe that has skewed some of the numbers, but very 50-50. The spread opened up at 2.5. This Sunday morning, it's now moved up to three. The over-under on this game right now is 54.5. In the preseason, it opened up in in the 60s. So I think what that tells me is that Vegas is impressed with Notre Dame's offense. And they know that Notre Dame, being a team who runs the football 57% of the time, is going to limit possessions against an Ohio State offense that could pick apart anyone in the nation if they're operating at full efficiency. Look what they did to Georgia last year. Georgia touted, you know, the number one defense in terms of combined talent, efficiency, statistics, um, red zone performance, etc. You could go all the way down the list. It was either Georgia or Iowa. Georgia had the talent advantage, so I probably would have went with Georgia. And Ohio State killed, they killed that defense, and they killed Iowa's defense too mainly because of Iowa's offense, but nonetheless, Ryan Day can dissect almost any defense in college football and tear it to shreds. The only defense he hasn't been able to do that to is Michigan's in 21 and 22 and Alabama's in 2020. Those are the only three defenses he was not able to completely dissect and destroy. For the most part, Ryan Day's problems with Ohio State has been his defense not his offense. If you're Notre Dame, being 4-0, you're 12th in FPI, which means that the computers the computers look at Notre Dame, and at one point Notre Dame was higher than they were in the preseason, which was 9th in FPI. Almost everyone, except for Washington, has fluctuated in FPI. Ohio State at one point moved down to 2 Now they're back up to one because Alabama has looked bad for two weeks in a row. Every team in college football has had their struggles. Ohio State currently is one in FPI. Notre Dame is 12th. 
Ohio State, according to FPI, should beat Notre Dame on average by 10 points at a neutral site, or be favored by 10 points at a neutral site might be more accurate. So Vegas, compared to a computer model and many models, is actually leaning toward Notre Dame, and I think that their run game is a big part of that. This is easily the biggest matchup of Week 4. Easily. There are other matchups, like Florida State-Clemson, although Clemson's currently unranked. Colorado and Oregon will be fun. Ole Miss taking on Alabama when Alabama looks down. That's an intriguing matchup. Oregon State and Washington State, the battle of the Pac-2. Um, and Iowa against Penn State. That's the whiteout game for Penn State. So there are many good matchups this week, and this one ultimately takes the cake. I'm excited for this one. This game can go anyway. This isn't a game where I'm going to say Notre Dame's only path to victory is winning by three or seven, and they're incapable of blowing out Ohio State, and vice versa. I think that Notre Dame could win 42-27 in the same exact style Michigan um, beat Ohio State in 2021. Notre Dame could run the football. Audric Estime could have 200 yards, four or five touchdowns. Sam Hartman may not even have to pass, and when he does, he gets deep explosive plays based off of the run, which is what Notre Dame's offense likes to do. And Notre Dame controls the game, and we're talking about Ohio State and if their season will be a failure already after week four. The other opposite extreme to that is Ohio State comes in here and clobbers Notre Dame like they did in the Fiesta Bowl in the 2015 season, or they dominate Notre Dame like they did in 2021, by 2022 I mean, by a similar score or larger, or they tear apart Notre Dame through the air, they expose the defense as a total paper tiger, and they win like 56-27 or 56-28. There are all kinds of matchups, and then of course the matchups in the middle where this is an all-time classic and let's say Marcus Freeman pulls a Brian Kelly and goes for two at the end, and it fails or succeeds. This is going to be a really fun game, and I think, just listen to me when I say this, and write this down. I'm also going to make a community post about it. I am going to go live for this game, and I'm going to have a watch party for this game, where for the whole time this game goes on, you're going to see me and my face and my instant reaction and analysis of this game as it happens in real time. And that's going to be live. So make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can get notified when I'm going live and get notified about the community posts so you do not miss that awesome time where you, several other football fanatics, and I are live talking about this game and reacting to it. You won't want to miss it. We're trying to hit 20,000 subscribers by the end of the year, by the end of the college football season, and I am confident that because of you, we can do that. So also share this video around and like this video so we can achieve those goals together and get this video into the algorithm. Ohio State talent-wise, and from watching both of these teams, I think is a pretty clear position advantage. Notre Dame right now has the much better offensive line, though. This is the interesting thing. You see 8-2, and if you're a Notre Dame fan or you're someone who's high on Notre Dame, you might think that I'm insane. Well, maybe that's the case. Number one, I myself am much higher on Ohio State than most people are, and I've 
been open and honest about that since the preseason. And I feel like that one of the strong points that I've had so far, this game will help decide whether that's a strong point or not, is I think I've called out some of the unreasonable dislike of Ohio State's football team this preseason. I mean, C.J. Stroud left, but so many key playmakers on defense and on the wide receiver core and on the interior of the offensive line and running back room, it's a lot of positions. They all returned. Stroud leaves, and people act like the sky is falling. Well, Ryan Day has replaced quarterbacks before. He's a great quarterback evaluator, and I'm confident. I trust in Ryan Day. And looking at Kyle McCord, he's obviously grown, even though he's faced worse competition than Indiana. He's obviously grown through the first three games. There's no doubt about that. He has better chemistry with his wide receivers, and the offensive line slowly but surely is looking better. The defense, though, I think the defense has looked a little bit worse than it did against Indiana. Granted, Indiana probably had a worse offense than Youngstown State and Western Kentucky did which is just absolutely pathetic. But back to my point, I'm high in Ohio State, yes, but I also accept that Notre Dame's tackle room is like at the peak of Mount Everest compared to Ohio State's tackle room, which at times looks like it's in the Valley of Death. Josh Simmons, Josh Fryer, they're great players, but they have had some struggles And Ohio State likes to run stretch, which is all fine and good against some of these smaller defenses. But Notre Dame's defense, and especially Penn State and Michigan's with their superior edge rushers, they would blow up almost all of those stretch plays that I've seen. Ohio State is built to run up the middle. This year, they're built to run up the middle. They're always built to pass. We know this. And they're built to use their tight ends more to help compensate for that tackle weakness. And also because, look, Cade Stover returned, and he's one of the nation's better tight ends currently. I say that to say that Notre Dame at linebacker, defensive back, and I would say running back are, and potentially quarterback, I would have never thought I would have said that, those four positions, Notre Dame is very close to Ohio State. And there's an argument that they could be better than the Buckeyes in those rooms. For offensive line, as far as I can tell, Notre Dame has a significant advantage over Ohio State. Until the end of this game, if Ohio State wins, I don't see an argument for Ohio State currently having the better offensive line compared to Notre Dame. Same with special teams. The two positions where Notre Dame has an advantage, it's pretty clear they're better in those positions. For defensive back, linebacker, running back, and quarterback— I don't think it's as clear. I think Ohio State definitely has the better, more proven staff. You know, Larry Johnson, one of the best defensive line coaches and one of the best position coaches on defense in the country. Uh, Jim Knowles has fielded elite defenses at Oklahoma State. This defense at Ohio State this year right now looks elite, and last year's defense was good, wasn't great, but saying it sucks is an over-exaggeration to the highest level, and at at wide receiver, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Mecca Igbuka, we know that Ohio State's either them or Washington as the best wide receiver room in the country. Offensively, they have Brian Hartline, who's one of the best recruiters. Justin Fry was a great OC at UCLA with Chip Kelly, and great offensive line coach who came to Ohio State. Their running back coach, Tony Alford, knows how to recruit 
and develop NFL running backs. He was here under Urban Meyer, helped develop um, Weber, J.K. Dobbins, um, helped Master Teague be a good backup and a serviceable starter when needed. He's recruited Henderson, Williams, Chip Trainum, all of those guys I think are great running backs. And Ezekiel Elliott, too. I think Tony Alford recruited and developed Ezekiel Elliott. So there are so many good coaches for Ohio State. And then Ryan Day is, I think, a top 10 head coach right now. I'd say more specifically in the top six. He's won a playoff game. He's made Urban Meyer's program in some aspects way better than it ever was. If not for those losses against Michigan, I don't think that would be up for debate. But Ryan Day's had to face Michigan teams that haven't existed since the 1990s. So if Urban Meyer faced 2021 Michigan and 2022 Michigan, I bet you he would have lost to those two teams as well. At least to the 2022 squad. That team was really good. They should have went 14-1 and or perhaps 15-0. and That's how good they were. So... Don't look at the eight and the two and think that I'm expecting that Ohio State will win by 28 or 35 points. That's not what I'm going to predict. We'll get to my more specific prediction later, but looking at things and who has the better room, you you can only pick one or the other. Let me know, speaking of that, in the comments below, if you think I should do more of a comparison position advantage that will be able to highlight if the rooms are close. Like, I could say that I think Ohio State 55-45 to 45 has the better quarterback room compared to Notre Dame. Or Notre Dame, you know, 80-20 to 20 has the better offensive line than Ohio State. Let me know what you think about that proposal in the comments below. I know I'm asking you to do a lot, but I like to engage with you all. And I'll consider doing that next year to make my predictions and analysis more clear. Let's get to some players who I'm paying attention to in this football game. Players to watch. I'm going to spend a decent amount of time here. I don't always do that with players to watch in these matchups. But in regards to this game, I think that there are several key players who could make or break either side. For Ohio State, I think left tackle Josh Simmons is going to play an important role. Because Al Golden and Notre Dame are going to, they're going to try their hardest to pressure Kyle McCord. Because if they don't pressure Kyle McCord, well, you might as well have lost the game already. I don't think Notre Dame's defensive backs or any defensive back room in the nation can cover Ohio State's wide receivers all game. I don't think that's possible. Not in the slightest. You need to make Kyle McCord uncomfortable. And maybe... Maybe you don't pressure him, and maybe you can cover Ohio State's wide receiver core for a half or three-fourths of the game like Michigan was able to do in 2022. Maybe your secondary is just that good, but then your offense has to be scoring almost every drive, and that's a lot to ask for both sides of the football. So to make things easier, I think that Al Golden is going to want to bring pressure. I think that Javante Jean-Baptiste, Howard Cross III... Riley Mills, and Jordan Botelho, the Viper. Those are going to be the main pass rush guys. And then also at linebacker, Marist Lufau, J.D. Bertrand, Jack Kaiser. This front, front seven, front six, Notre Dame runs a multiple defense. Whatever they bring forward 
Notre Dame is going to want to bring pressure, especially with a tackle room of Ohio State that has been less than impressive. Carson Hinsman's been a great center as a redshirt freshman, and Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones are doing their job. The problem is Ohio State is still, they they rely a lot on their tackles. Michigan, meanwhile, for example, just to make a comparison, and I found this as well with Notre Dame, they like to run more on the interior, so they can offset more of their responsibility to their guards. Ohio State is more of a tackle Tackle-centric offensive line, not as much as in previous years because Josh Fry has been working on that power O-line, but with weak tackles, the fact that Ohio State likes to pass a lot and they also like to run stretch, and Kyle McCord, this is going to be his first, it's going to be his first road start against a team that can actually beat Ohio State. Indiana was never going to beat Ohio State. So there will be some new nerves and jitters for Kyle McCord in his own right. Josh Simmons protecting Kyle McCord's blindside. You have to play a good game. You cannot let him be hit from the back and fumble, cough it up, or make him uncomfortable. You can't do that. Now, maybe Ohio State can still win because they have good interior line play, and maybe they decide we're going to run up the middle. We're going to do to Notre Dame what Notre Dame probably wants to do to us. We're going to control the game. We're going to switch our identity because we have the talent and resources to do so. And that's how we'll win. But I don't think that's how Ryan Day and Brian Hartline initially will want to win. I think if the pass game has struggles, then Ohio State will switch their identity. But we know, we know that Ryan Day wants to pass the football. He wants to use his quarterbacks and he wants big... If if Ohio State's going to run the football, they want those Travion Henderson stretch speed and space plays where he has, where he's moving like a slow bullet, as Gus Johnson said in last year's game against Penn State for the Buckeyes. So it's so important that Simmons and Fryer have a good game at tackle. I think that Travion Henderson, Chip Trainum, I think those two running backs. Maybe Mayan Williams, if he get, gets involved, the running back room for Ohio State will be very important. I think if Notre Dame limits Ohio State's run game and is able to pressure Kyle McCord, well then to go back to that Michigan game comparison, you have 2021 Ohio State-Michigan right there, where Ohio State has to pass, they have to eat clock and kill Notre Dame by a thousand paper cuts rather than two you know, two nuclear bombs through the air, or three or four, and that doesn't suit Ohio State's offense as well as those explosive plays. So for Ohio State, it's the offensive line, it's the run games that Ohio State doesn't have to be one-dimensional with a new quarterback, it's tight end Cade Stover, him in a big game avenging some of his past, you know, criticism for his performance in big games, that could open up a new type of passing attack for Ohio State if Cade Stover can come out in this game and have a big performance. And on defense, Notre Dame has had an explosive offense. If you're Ohio State, having Denzel Burke continue to play well and his opposite Jordan Hancock and Davison Igbenosin and the safeties, Jihad Carter, Cameron Martinez, Josh Proctor, Sonny Styles. 
Lathan Ransom, styles, by the way, built like a linebacker, moves like a defensive back, scary player. Having them play their A game and appearing to have that consistency and elite level of physicality and athleticism and coverage that they've had in the previous three games, that will help. And then up front, I'd look at Michael Hall Jr. And I'd look at Ty Hamilton and Tyleek Williams. I would look there and, or JT Chuimolau. He hasn't had a big game yet. And so far, Jack Sawyer, according to PFF, has been rated higher than he has. I don't know exactly what's up with that. But if he can get in the rotation and have a performance like he did against Penn State and just wreck havoc, how can Ohio State do against Notre Dame's offensive line? And how can Ohio State's offensive line protect their quarterback? And how can they open up holes to be able to run consistently and not just rely on the passing offense? They can, and they can probably win relying only on the passing offense, but that's not what Ryan Day wants to do, and that's not a that's a very risky, a very risky game plan to not run effectively, especially against a Notre Dame defense that does have talent. For Notre Dame, it's Audric Estime. Audric Estime right now has 521 rushing yards. He's averaging 8.3 yards per rush. He has five rushing touchdowns. He's 5'11", 227. He's yoked. He's jacked. He's ex- um, explosive. I was going to say exclusive, and that's actually true. Right now, statistically, I know he's played an extra game, but looking at his average yards per rush and what he's done with Notre Dame's offensive line, currently he is in an exclusive tier of running backs. 5'11", 227, junior. He's had long rushes against Tennessee State, North Carolina State, and Central Michigan of 50, 80, and 41, respectively. And he's only fumbled once against Navy, which was in a different country, several different time zones away, definitely kickoff jitters. He's a great player. He's intelligent. He's patient. He's from what I can tell right now on film, he's everything you want in a running back. Notre Dame can win if Ohio State's defensive line does not play it at an elite level and Audric Estime and Notre Dame's offensive line just do what they have been doing. Notre Dame could win this game running the exact same offense they have in the previous four games. They could do that. There's totally a world where that happens. Now, it's not guaranteed. That's why I said could, not will, because then obviously we have to factor in Ohio State's offense and how they perform. But Audric Estime is a great, great running back. And I think that he presents a type of challenge for Ohio State that Hassan Haskins and Corum did in 2021 and that Donovan Edwards did in 2022. And similarly to, you know, Nicholas Singleton and more than Singleton, I would say, Catron Allen in 2022. Audric Estime does have that big body, low center of gravity power ability to where he could compensate for his offensive line if they make a mistake or if Ohio State's defensive line is elite. He He's the type of running back who's not only explosive, but he can fall forward for a few yards and he can get yards after contact. So watch out for him. 
I expect him, regardless of who wins, to probably have close to 100 rushing yards, if not more likely over 100 rushing yards. And Jeremiah Love, Jabron Payne, Jadarian Price, there are a lot of good running backs that should get involved in the rotation as well to keep Estime healthy. Sam Hartman at quarterback. This is another player for Notre Dame who could, you know, is a player to watch. Sam Hartman, against elite defenses, historically sucks. Totally. But watch Louisville last year, Clemson in 2021, other and, and, and other games as well. Those are the two games that jump out to me. Him and his team against Louisville last year completely fell apart. Similar story against Clemson in 2021, who had no offense and whose defense was great. But when you're a great defense with no offense, you have to play a perfect game. And that's a very hard thing to ask of any player or especially a collection of players who have different chemistry and who feel different and perform differently depending on the day. But that is historically, that's in the past, Sam Hartman can rewrite his history. He can write a new chapter in the book. In fact, he has a much better defense than he ever had at Wake Forest, a much better offensive line. He has a far superior supporting cast than he ever had at Wake Forest. Outside of offensive coordinator, and I think what Wake Forest does with their offense and their system is is great. I don't know if Notre Dame has that type of offensive staff, but they have better talent. They definitely have a better O-line. Hartman is better protected. And I think he has better talent at wide receiver as well. If he plays a good, near-perfect game like he has for the past four games, A, in my mind, he immediately is proven. He's in the Heisman conversation in my mind. And this game, at worst, if Hartman plays a, a good game and Estimate continues to do what he's been doing, this game, at minimum, will be a close loss for Notre Dame. At best, it could be a blowout win. That's if Sam Hartman plays at his best. If Sam Hartman plays like he has in the past or plays his worst... Notre Dame very quickly could fall apart as they would give Ohio State a short field, and it would force Notre Dame's defense to be on the field for too long before it would inevitably break, like all defenses for the most part that are on the field for 40-45 minutes. So those are some players to look out for. My prediction in this game is Ohio State 38, Notre Dame 20. I think that Ohio State wins big here. If I had to choose... A different score for Ohio State, I would say they score more than 38 points. I just think that it's a road game. Ohio State does have some vulnerability at offensive tackle. And Ryan Day likes to be aggressive. He doesn't like to kick field goals if he doesn't have to. And I think given the offensive line that he has, there will likely be some empty yardage where Ohio State fails to convert on a fourth down or two. Maybe a turnover as well as Jack Kaiser and Notre Dame's linebacker core and the defense are going to be aggressive. They're going to take advantage of any mistakes possible. But I think Ohio State's offense will hum. You will rarely see Jesse Mirko out to punt. They'll force 250 passing yards, and I think they'll rush for 200 or more. Notre Dame has struggled in the run defense department. I know they played Navy, but they held Navy to under 100 rushing yards. It was against Central Michigan. Central Michigan and Tennessee State, and North Carolina State. 
All of those teams, all of them, do not have good offensive lines. They do not have good running backs. And you know what? They were able to get some... They were they were able to have a somewhat consistent ground game against a Notre Dame defense that is just far more talented than any of those teams are. I think Notre Dame's offense, to a certain degree, is legit. Especially their run offense. They have one of the best rushing offenses in the country. They'll test every defense they face. The problem is, I think their defense is a paper tiger. If you took last year's defense with Brandon Joseph, Isaiah Foskey, and some other players who I don't remember at this current moment, I think that Notre Dame would play this game close. Closer, at least. And they would definitely have a better chance of winning. The problem is, their pass rush is worse, their run defense is worse, their secondary will have to wait and see. They have not faced a great passing offense yet. They, they just haven't. They haven't faced a... You know, Central Michigan and Navy have some of the worst passing offenses in the country. So this Notre Dame defense, I think, hasn't been tested as much as Ohio State's defense has. And Ohio State's offense has faced an Indiana defense that is better than any defense that Notre Dame's offense has faced. Maybe NC State's defense is better, but... Indiana has players like Noah Pierre and Andre Carter on their defense, and NC State lost a ton of production compared to last year. Ohio State will also have three plays of 30 yards or more, so they will play the game that they want to play. Maybe not to perfection, but I think that Ohio State will win in Ohio State fashion. The defense will get pressure, and I think Hartman will have the game that Historically, he has had, not to the same degree because of his better supporting cast, but I would expect an interception or a fumble and definitely multiple incompletions and some overthrows, underthrows, because he'll he'll be pressured. But I think that against Estime, Ohio State will have some problems. I think that Estime will have 100 or more rushing yards, definitely one rushing touchdown, potentially two. The offense and defense will struggle to create and stop big plays on the part of Notre Dame. Notre Dame's offense, they've been very explosive, and their defense has shut down opposing offenses. They have forced turnovers, they've gotten pressure, and they have great players on defense. Which begs the question, when Notre Dame cannot be explosive on offense, who are they on offense? And that's a question that I no will be answered Saturday because there's almost not, there's not no way, but it's very unlikely that Notre Dame has the same explosive success rate against Ohio State that they have had against their previous four opponents. So how does Notre Dame's offense function when Audric Estime isn't rushing for eight yards per carry or when Chris Tyree and Tobias Merriweather aren't averaging over 25 yards per reception. On average, every time Tyree and Merriweather have touched the football, they have gained a fourth of the entire football field for their teams. You cannot keep that up for the entire year. So how does Notre Dame's offense function when they have to fight? They have to fight more for less yards gained. Is there frustration? Is there a breakdown? Or does nothing change? And they're like, okay, we're facing a tougher opponent and we can stick with it. And we don't have to be explosive to score 30 or, you know, wildly enough, but it's possible 
40 points against these guys. So I'm curious to see how the scheme ends up. My prediction again is 38 to 20. I can see Notre Dame winning this game and I can see them winning it big. I just think their defense is a paper tiger and I think Ohio State has one of the best defenses in America right now. Their offense is peaking at the right time. I've seen Ohio State's offense against Indiana and even against some of these smaller opponents, which is kind of sad. But Ohio State has learned in, especially against Indiana, how to win a game with their defense and how to get down the field and score points despite not having that explosive play. They have had their rhythm tested and interrupted. I don't think Notre Dame has faced that same adversity despite playing in an extra game. But I could be wrong, of course, just like anyone who's predicting games before they happen can. Um, This game will be great. I think that the fans will be relatively balanced. Notre Dame in these larger games typically has a large away crowd. So I don't know how big of an impact the home field advantage will be for Notre Dame or for Ohio State. But Notre Dame fans I know are very optimistic in their chances to win, and they should be. I think that they match up well with Ohio State if if they can keep up the same type of play that they have in the previous four games. I just doubt they can do that. And I think that Ohio State is getting better every minute and every second of the college football season. I think that Ryan Day is a better head coach. He has the better coordinators, assistant coaches, and the better roster. Notre Dame, though, I will say... Something interesting before this video ends. Spencer Schrader is a good kicker. And in a game like this, where the defenses, despite having their vulnerabilities, as the field shrinks, I expect both of these defenses to bow up. That's why I think Ohio State will have, you know, three plays of 30 yards plus, is some of their touchdowns, or perhaps most of their touchdowns, will be on big plays. And when they get into the red zone, that's when they kick their lone field goal or that's when they have to struggle and chew up clock to get a touchdown. Having a good kicker could be this game. That could decide this game is Spencer Schrader versus, I forget who's starting for Ohio State. I think, yeah, Jaden Fielding, um, Parker Lewis is the backup. That could be the decision or the what decides this game is the kicking game. And I think Notre Dame has a decisive advantage at kicker. That's why I have them kicking two field goals. I think that you know, there will be times where Notre Dame doesn't even enter the red zone and they're still able to score with Spencer Schrader's leg. So 38-20, I just wanted to mention Spencer Schrader in the kicking game because Notre Dame has impressed me with their kicker. Honest to goodness, very impressive pick from the transfer portal. That's all I have to say for this video. Thank you guys so much for watching. I want to give a quick shout out to my patrons, my All-American Spencer Bringhurst, and my All-Conference patrons, Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, and Matthew Sale. This Saturday, I am going live for a watch party for Notre Dame against Ohio State, but there will be another game before then that I will also have a watch party for. This time, though, it will be on Patreon. So hit the notification bell on my channel so you can get notified of what game that will be. And if you're interested in joining my patrons so that you can get exclusive access to a watch party that I do on there for one game per week. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you all around. Bye-bye.